You're listening to the Laugh Factory Podcast Network. For more shows, visit the podcast page at laughfactory.com. It's the after laugh, after laugh. Welcome to the after laugh, after laugh, after laugh. <laughs> after laugh, man. <laughs> Go ahead, pull up Yo. the chair. Hey, guys, welcome to the after laugh. It's been a while, man. I got I'm my feeling fix. the need. I yeah. dragged Tommy Wakefield from <laughs> TommyWakefield.com over to the yard today. Yeah, go visit TommyWakefield.com, yeah. buy it, and then send it to me because I need someone needs to buy that for me. Yeah. Tommy, let me ask you a question. What? Why are you so resistant to doing this podcast? <laughs> Man, I'm just full of resistance. Um, but we always have a fun time. We always have we, a fun time. We were just chatting about um, Kid Cudi. Is Love he your favorite, your favorite artist? <laughs> no, but at one point in my life, he could have been. I would say end of high school, early college, he was top three for me. When you moved to college, did you have your rolled up Kid Cudi poster? No, I never had a Kid Cudi poster. <laughs> but his first two albums are masterpieces front to back. Yeah. No notes. Yeah. And his third album is also good. Then he kind of went... A little too experimental for like a couple albums in a row, and now he's decent again. Oh, yeah, he's back again. But those first two, Man on the Moon, Man on the Moon 2, amazing, amazing albums that speak to me front to back. I'm just saying, I, I didn't, I've never really been, I'm not the music head that Smoke you are. Smoke weed and listen to Man on the Moon, because I know you haven't done mm. that, but you were talking about smoking weed and listening to 21 Pilots. <laughs> Okay. So, uh, give, 21 Pilots. Chance. Is 21 Pilots bad? I actually told, I remember I told, like, this is like a year ago. Yeah. I, was, I told this to Rife. I was like, are they good? Because they're from the same town in Ohio. Oh, okay. So he should like and he was like, he was like, that's the gayest thing you ever told me, Bill. And the list, <laughs> and the list is long. I was like, fuck you. Oh, um, my God. I just thought the guy, I thought 21 Pilots guys, he's, he seems like an interesting artist. He seems you can like 21 Pilots. Wild. Is it 21 Pilot or 21 Pilots? Pilots? I don't even know. You're the um, big fan. I'm not a huge shot. You're up. the I'm big guy. Huge... You're the one buying you're the tickets. Be, you're not allowed to be a fan of a white artist and be hip. You got to be a fan of like I can't be like oh Jason Aldean man. No one's gonna no, be. I, that's not true. I, there's a bunch of white artists I like. I oh, like Mark Rebier. I don't even know who that he's is. He's cool. That sounds Latin though. Nah, he's French. He's white as fuck. Oh, he's French, but that is, uh, he's not American, so he's not. Uh, I like Jungle. Jungle. That's two white British guys that get away with. Dude, can we talk about how white British guys are, like, amazing at funk music? Really? Jamiroquai. Oh, Jamiroquai. White guy. I just found that out a couple years ago. he was white? I didn't know. Wow. Okay. I just heard the song and was like... And the name. I thought it was a black woman. (laughs) I was like, I, when I put the music video on for the first time, I was like, is this a paid actor? (laughs) I think I think that was very intentional. I think Jamiroquai tried to hide his ethnicity. Bobby Caldwell, another one. Not mm. British, but another guy who hid his ethnicity because he wanted to make like like R&B type I get that. vibes. Yeah. And he wanted to be played on black radio. Because you're never going to be cool being like, "Hey man, as an adult male, be like, dude, I love Jack Harlow." Yeah. Right? Well, people do. I'm I'm too cool to like Jack Harlow, <laughs> but I'm happy that you like him. No, I don't like him. How dare you? Bro, I would never. I would never. How dare you? I'm not, like I said, I'm not, but Kid Cudi. Did Cuddy, you watch the new White Men Can't Jump? 
No, it's supposed to be terrible. Yeah, I was, I was. Not I love impressed. the original one. I had a friend. I had a friend of mine get in an argument about this. He was like, "I like the new one better." Really? And I was like, "What?" And then I watched them both back to back. Oh, you did? Yeah, me and me and my buddy did this. Um, the guy and we, who liked it better made you watch it with him again. No, the guy who liked it better told me and my other friend, uh, who was black, to watch it, and then we watched them both back to back, and yeah. we were like, "No, no, I can't believe we watched them back to back." It was like a f- we were all texting, and I was watching it and being like, "Yeah, it's all right." Like I didn't hate the new one necessarily. What was the big difference between the two? It's a very simple story. Uh, yeah, it's like two guys who are like sharks. It's like- supposed to be a simple story, but the new one tries to overcomplicate it. That's what they always do in every. And they movie. just kind of fuck, just muddle it, and oh. they try to. It's a different story. Yeah. They did try to put a new twist on it, but. Uh, Speaking of now, let's. I want because I do want to talk about movies. Go ahead. <laughs> and you know in. why? You know why my friend didn't like the old white man can't jump? Why? Now he didn't explicitly say this, but the theme of what he was saying was that Woody Harrelson's character is like problematic. <laughs> and I was like, "That's the point, man. These two are like scumbag street hustlers. Yeah, they're criminals essentially." So, so Woody Harrelson was saying racist stuff. Yeah. Like in the street courts. And I'm like, and, and I, when he told me that, I was like, oh yeah, maybe he was kind of like weirdly racist and I don't remember. And then I went back and watched it and I was like, I feel like it's an authentic level of racism for what his character is in the movie. And particularly at the time. Yeah. 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 It doesn't feel out of place in the setting. You, you Look, if you were playing street ball also, in New like, York City. Also, that's his character. He has a lot of shit he's working yeah. through. Like, he is a flawed individual and that's what's being explored in the movie. And also, like, let's it's also. It's no fun if he's a, <laughs> if he's doing everything he's right the, at the beginning. Also, let's talk about the fact that it was New York in the 90s. He's playing street ball. I believe it's L.A., but yes. Oh, L.A.? Okay. Yeah. So if you're, not, if you're not out there making racist comments, no one will respect you Everyone's trash talking, and it's 90s basketball, and everyone's calling him white boy. So it's like it's just going both ways. Yeah, of course. You yeah. have to do that. It is what it is. I have this, I have this discussion, people, because you know, when I do chocolate sundaes, granted, some people don't like what I do chocolate sundaes, but the true pimps and OGs, look at what I do in chocolate sundaes. They go like, Dude, that's the way to do it as a white guy. Mm. You're fearless. You're not pandering. You're not trying to put on like a black scent. You're not trying to like that's you go good. in there, you do your shit, but you also make fun of black people, which is fun and which is which is a way of – in a way, and I think that's less racist. Yeah, I, I kind of agree. I mean it depends what you say, obviously. But like as long as you're being playful and everybody's like having fun, yeah. then it's it, – it is – I like, agree. Like kind of weird joke to, uh, about talking about like dating. I mean, this is even but talking about dating a black girl. I've I've told you this joke. My first girlfriend being black and my uh-huh. dad not liking it, and then I do the whole joke about like he said it was against the Bible. That's all true. That my dad said it was against the Bible. Damn. Isn't that wild? My senior year. By the Damn. way, my dad is a great man. Yeah. But he just he was indoctrinated into a certain ideology at the time that was um you know. Yeah. Problematic. Oh, we got our food. Hello. Hi, we're back here. Thank you. Order a little food for me in the Wakefield. Thank you, sir. <laughs> Thank you so much. Um, so uh, you can you can get started. I can pontificate. So, my, But my dad said, uh, he said, he said, there's a Bible. And I was like, oh, my God, this is weird. Because it really fucked me up. I was like, my dad's kind of racist. I didn't. Damn. Um, 
And he was like, no, no, I'm not racist. It's the Tower of Babel. God separated the races for a reason. Damn. So I go, I go. That's, that's some old school shit. Old school shit. Now, let me put it this way. If I married a black woman and had a black baby now, my dad would be totally fine. Yeah. This was also like 1991 or something. Yeah. You know yeah. what I mean? This is like the early 90s. I've, I've been doing a lot of research into interracial couples recently. Yeah. <laughs> As you're I'm, in one. I'm in one. And um, also, for whatever reason, in the past like month, I've been on a big history kick. So I've been doing a lot of like American black history research and other stuff like that. And um, the opinions on interracial marriage have shifted dramatically in the last 20 years. In the last 20 years? In the last 20 years. But also, like, of course, the last 50. Because yeah. it, it's crazy to think that shit was illegal in about 15-plus states, not 50 years I mean, ago. In the 70s, it was illegal. In Virginia. Crazy. very famous movie, The Loves. I Loving vs. Virginia. I just watched that movie two days ago. With Joel Egerton? Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. Um, I've never seen it, but I, but I, but his character reminds me yeah. of a role that you could have played, dude. Every every Joel Edgerton role is a role I could have played. That's crazy because when I first I, I started the movie, like I was too. like, "This is." I thought of you. I was like, "This is people a Bill say, role." People say I look like that guy all the time. Oh, yeah, I've been okay. mistaken for him before, but anyway. So, um, yeah, that's working class. <laughs> White man, he's he's building, kind of he's bricklaying, Kona Brian Gingerish kind of guy. Could be a tough guy, strong, silent type. Not. He's got these big arms. Has um, a black girlfriend. Yeah, oh, I would have loved that role. Um, <laughs> yeah. So wait, I got distracted by the food. Do you want to start eating, Tommy? Um, or is that too distracting? We can wait. We can keep going for now. Anyway, so yeah. what were we talking about? Black, okay, interracial black marriage. Okay, your dad was. Your dad, dad was like they that. separated the races at the Tower of Babel. That's literally what the guy in the Loving movie says. Yeah. yeah. So and and again, like that is people are all a product of their. And it was in Virginia. Bring, in Virginia, you're of from course. Virginia, right? Yeah. Yeah. And it was it was weird because in you know my dad's not much of a talker, so my life I'd never heard. It's not like dad was trying to indoctrinate me into any yeah. racist ideology or whatever. And I grew up and I and also he's a Republican, but I went to all black schools my whole life, so I'm like that's a pretty fucking yeah that's hilarious. Like, you're Republican, but you're poor, so we're all going to, like, schools that are, like, rough and double public schools. At least be a Republican. Be rich enough to have private schools. You know what I mean? That's how I feel about Republicans. Like, if you're going to be a Republican, at least be rich. At least be rich. Then it makes sense. Yeah, keep close yourselves in your fucking mountains in the Northeast. Yeah. Um, so, <laughs> and, you know, my dad changed his opinion on my black girlfriend, obviously, and through high school, and it was, everything was better. But um, but the joke I would say in Chocolate Sunday, I said, I said... I, you know, the whole thing is, first of all, the Bible is black, and you kind of get, you get the people go, mm-hmm, amen. For, first people plant from where? Africa. Africa that's right. right. Yeah. Uh-huh. That's right, first people. <laughs> and I go, that's right, hey, that means Eve was a black woman. And you get all the black women like, hell yeah. I'm like, and I'm not saying that because she's made from a rib. And that <laughs> twist is so, just it's just so unexpected because I get so preachy, and I just throw that in there. And it's such a fucking mildly racist but like that's silly. silly that's cartoonishly silly i think silly. i think whenever you're playing with like really taboo stuff if you're like cartoonishly silly it's better yeah and then i say and because that's ver- not preachy or you're not trying to make a statement that's just very silly. yeah and then i say you know like jesus is black i mean you know sure okay he always had a posse with um okay giant goblet like flavor if he did any work at all it was a miracle 
Oh my god! See, this is where that's it gets, a good joke, though. This is where that's it a gets. good joke. And he had to walk on water because he couldn't swim. See, these are silly jokes. Uh, right. These are silly jokes. And does everybody like that? They love because it's just like they're like this white boy is <laughs> up here doing these jokes, and they and I'm telling you this, and I'm telling this to anyone. Black people I'm, do kind of like it when they love white people it, dude. Put themselves in the danger zone. Absolutely, and they respect it because they go and, and trust they me. Go, been, we knew you were racist. <laughs> well, <laughs> we I did like I did like I did you know I do earthquakes show, and every once yeah. in a while I'm usually the one white guy. He's in so it. funny. He's great, and then they have like. A white friend of mine came on the show, and he was just talking about, like, oh, man, I'm just so sick of white people and how racist they are and these fucking racist Karens. And he's, like, getting them on his side. But I'm kind of going, like, you are pandering like a motherfucker, bitch. That is not, like, f- fine. People are going to like it if you're like, oh, man, these fucking white people. Like, yeah, yeah. But, like, they, a, a better way is to make some fucking jokes, dude. Yeah. It's just to make some fucking jokes. And jokes that play with stereotypes because I, I'm telling you, dude, the reason I got offered the Kevin Hart half hour special for Comedy Central from Pookie was because I was doing the hardcore yeah. fucking like black v white shit. And that's what he wanted me to do in the special. And I was like, I don't want to do that anymore. And then I got canned because I wanted to talk about vegans. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, but yeah, but that was always what my my level of success. Not not so much anymore. But I would yeah. it, it was, and that's not pandering. I was just like going into the belly of the beast. When you know I, I mean? do when I do black rooms, I usually just do the same material, and it yeah. usually still works. Yeah, yeah, that's true. Particularly, well, I mean, there's there's black rooms and there's black rooms too. Chocolate true. Sunday isn't necessarily a black room. No. It's like a black room. It's like a multicultural room. Yeah, yeah. My, that's more like what I'm talking about. I mean, I'm not doing like you're not doing like Magic City comedy sure. show. Yeah. Um. Anyway, so, but the point, what we're, oh, you're talking about day, ra- the Hollywood black room. <laughs> yeah. So you've been reading books about interracial Although couples. I did for whatever reason. And I'll, I'll get back to that. Whenever I do a show with older people, uh-huh. like I did this one show and there was a bunch of like black women who were probably like 50 plus. Oh yeah. I would say it was maybe like 35, 40% of the crowd. <laughs> oh shit older people um, always like me yeah well i think you have an old soul tommy yeah i do it's because i have an old ass dad i was i spent my whole childhood hanging out with the elderly um now one thing i wanted I, this is a segue well i want to go back so yeah. first of all you're, you're you're i do want to talk about the fact that you're reading books about interracial couples why is that why do you re- need to read a book i'm not reading books about interracial couples i'm i'm researching history a lot and part of that history has been, I was like, I should learn more about American black history. So I'm trying, I'm trying to read books, but I'm a little bit lazy. So I've been so, watching a lot so of YouTube. So you feel like in your public school growing up, you didn't really get enough right? That's part of it. About that, yeah, which is, I'm sure, true. In North um, Carolina, I'm I sure think you didn't get all the a combination of lack of quality in the education system and probably lack of interest from me at the time for school in general yeah like i think i did decent in school but you know i was like history wasn't necessarily my favorite class uh through all of like high school and stuff and also they you know they do kind of sugarcoat a lot of the slavery stuff yeah so you know kind of did some review and I can confirm that it was pretty bad. <laughs> it was pretty bad. It was pretty fucked up. When I was I think now I'm pro reparations. I was in um 
either sophomore or junior, I was playing football. And one of the black players made a Birmingham reference. Mm-hmm. And this is how bad it was. I go, I go, wait, what happened in Birmingham? Or maybe it was Montgomery. Maybe no, I think it was Birmingham. Which which what are we talking about? He made he just made some of those to Birmingham. And I was like, wait, what happened in Birmingham? Obviously he was referring to like the sixties and Martin Luther King and um, I think that was Montgomery. But he said Birmingham. Montgomery so, was the bus boycotts. Montgomery was a lot of that was initial, stuff, but Birmingham yeah. was another was was an, and I but I I didn't know. I mean, now I feel like an idiot because I should know because I'm like, how dumb was I back then? Like, <laughs> yeah, we what the know. fuck? But he said, <laughs> and, okay. I, and I said, I said, wait, what? He goes, he like, what the fuck? He goes, that's a, and this is like fucking the nineties. He's like, dude, he goes, this is a problem with schools. Like, you got a four point what GPA? And you don't know what the fuck happened in Birmingham? Yeah. And I was like, ugh. And I look back, I'm like, oh, good point. Yeah, well, you still remember that it's an important city. Isn't that crazy that I remember him saying that to me? Yeah. Wow. Anyway, um. So black people are cool, right? That's where we're at. Anyway, you, you're, that's where that is where we're at, <laughs> and inspiring. Let me ask you a question. Mm-hmm. Now I sound like Howard Stern. Hey, Robin, let me ask you a question, Robin. Okay. Um, if you now that you've date, this is your first black girlfriend. <laughs> yeah, this is only my third girlfriend. Period. But yeah. By the way, I think that's a gr- title for a great Netflix series. My first black girlfriend. <laughs> oh God, yeah, it well, would work. We're gonna write it together. I mean, we have a ton of experiences where we're like, this is funny. Oh, give me an example. Well, I mean, there's so many, but for one, it's like we think a lot about the fact that, like, we're going to be in public together, and yeah. I don't really, I'm, I'm not that good of a dancer as a like a partnered <laughs> dancer, right? So, like, sometimes we'll like practice dancing. I was like, I was like, we got to practice because when we go out there, like, there's a wedding coming up that we're going to. Yeah. And we're going to hit the dance floor together as a couple and people are going to see us and people are going to make up their mind in an instant whether they're okay with what's going on here. Yeah. And either it's going to be like Ugh, cringe, hate it, <laughs> or it's going to be like, okay. All right, I get it, you know? But and there's there's no second chances. Wait, hold on. But dancing, how often are you dancing? Not very often. First of all, dancing is like th- okay, this is my feeling. mm mm-hmm. Mhm. This is just one microcosm of the real picture. The coolest black dudes at the club are mm-hmm. never really dancing. They're just kind of like, hey, yeah. you know, elbows that's what up, I just kind of sweat, like, just like, just holding their drink, just like, hey, you know, they're not like trying to bust a move. Yeah, and they're I am trying their, to bust a move. Don't try to bust a move, Tommy. <laughs> and just, not just, only just, am just, I trying, just, just elbow, I'm failing. Just elbows up. Make I'm sure, trying and failing. Make sure you don't do the white man's overbite. You can't do that. The white man's overbite? WMO? Fucking never do that, bro. What the white man's that? overbite. It's like when white people start dancing. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, they, already bad news. There's just this. There's a lot of this going on. <laughs> Where they bite their bottom lip. Yeah, it's called the white man. You never heard the white man's overbite? I've done it. <laughs> yeah, we've even all thinking. done. It. I've caught myself doing the white man's overbite. Going, oh my god, I can't believe I'm doing the WBO. Yeah, WMO. we clench our jaws when we're focusing on the rhythm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's not a relaxed thing <laughs> to dance. Yeah, you gotta have your jaw relaxed. Every it's fiber like, of my ooh. being is focusing on hitting the beat. Yeah, so there's a lot of white man's overbite. So like, just don't white man overbite. Look, my girl don't can dance, hard. and I. I can't even like, quote unquote. I can't even catch ass. You know what I mean? I don't know what you mean. Well, this is what. <laughs> this so she's is what, she's like, twerking, and you just put your rod between the cheeks. Where, like, her friends will tease me sometimes. Like I was, <laughs> I was hanging out with, and 
one of her friends was like, can, so what's the deal? Can you catch ass? And I was like, uh, of course. I love that your voice cracks when you say, uh. I was like, uh, yeah. <laughs> Definitely. What is catching ass? It's like receiving a twerk. My guess is you just have to stand there. In theory, but it's not that simple. <laughs> it's not that simple? Like to you, catch ass? You are just standing there, but you can't just stand there. Hey, my lure listeners, really? Is that true? <laughs> you just, yeah, she's twerking. I mean, you, you, you measure the distance but you, between right, the turf. But you've got to receive it. In, you have to just, you have to participate. What do you mean you receive it? But you don't it? participate ooh, too ooh, much. Ooh. Yeah, you're not humping. You're not humping. Necessarily. But you're not not unhumping. Okay, so you're not not unhumping, and we're back. Uh, uh, yeah, yeah, we just we just had to take a call. Had to take a call. Fun call. From industry. <laughs> yeah. By the way, that call it was not on the podcast, but this is the this is the lesson of that call. What's the lesson of the call? I think you should always apologies are free. True. Even if you're at one hundred percent in the right. Which I usually am a uh-huh. <laughs> You should apo- you should apologize for everything. Just mm. apologize. Just like, hey, I'm uh, I'm just don't you have to you don't have, you don't have to go into elaborate. Just say I'm sorry. Yeah, I get it. I'm sorry. I get it. I'm sorry. Is like will end every fucking fight ever. Yeah, dude. I'm sorry is a very powerful tool. And if you add, I get it, which is I'm listening to you and I'm understanding your point of view and I'm sorry. I get it. I'm sorry is like the fucking solution to everything. I get it is good. Even better is an explanation of what you did wrong. But that's mm. where you really got to take out that massive. Yeah. Because you don't want to put that. But. That. I'm sorry. But. Maybe. If such and such hadn't happened, I'm sorry, but is is listen. Here's yeah, my advice for relationships. That was a terrible. Idea. Don't ever say. Speaking of twerking, never say I'm sorry, but just say I'm sorry, and you're a bitch. No, yeah. say I'm sorry. I get it, and watch. Don't them fizzle say away. but so you can still slay but. Oh, oh shit! Yo. Don't say but so you can still slay but. <laughs> Oh fuck, <laughs> Tommy man, oh, you're like god. you're like a genius, like Twenty One Pilots, right there. Oh, oh my god, yeah. Don't say but yeah, bars. People, my favorite rapper, Twenty One Pilots. Ever in a relationship, just never say I'm. So, as a man, as a woman, they have carte blanche. They can do whatever they want, right? Yeah, because they got the butt. They get the butt, so they get to say it. They get to say the butt. Good point. Uh huh. Now, if you, what if you're a man who likes to get pegged? Can you say I'm sorry? Wait, wait, wait. Honestly, so. honestly, <laughs> interesting point. That's going to go to the Supreme Court right there. That's, Your Honor. That's a new amendment right there. <laughs> oh, my God. Yes, you, you should never say I'm sorry, but just say I'm sorry. And this is one thing I learned working with El Jefe, our, our, Jamie, our he, Lord and Savior. Our Lord and Savior. Um, <laughs> is when he's mad at you, which will happen. If you work with Jamie more than a few years, he'll get mad at you. More than a few days. The, the, and when he gets mad at you, sometimes it literally you did you were literally doing everything in your power to be fucking a, a mensch. Oh yeah. And you just got to be like, I'm sorry, I fucked up. I'm sorry. I know I didn't fuck up. I know I didn't fuck up. I'll never forget my the last episode of my run on the Jamie Masada show. Go on. Oh, I, I don't even know. I might have talked about this before, but I was like. I was in the podcast room helping out 
with um, machete. Oh, okay. Yeah, Machete. Oh. Danny Trejo. Danny Trejo is in there. Uh, and I'm filming. And this is after I had already quit my job. And they were like, hey, we still need people to help out because we're super short staff. We literally only have Ian. And I was like, yeah, I mean, I got a new job, but I'm going to come in when I have time and help out because I like this company and I'm doing this to be helpful. Because I like you guys, and I have no ill will towards the Laugh Factory. That's your first mistake. So, me, because I've worked here for a long time as a good employee, never really gotten in any major issues, I'm going to come back in on my day off and help out for a couple hours in this area of need and area of expertise that I have. Now that I've really made myself sound like the most benevolent person. But genuinely, that is what was happening. And also, I love Ian. And I enjoy doing the podcast because there's interesting people like mm-hmm. Trejo on there. So mid-podcast, we're probably 25 minutes, Jamie storms in and pulls me out. Physically? I don't know if he physically touched me, but he was like, hey. Like he was audibly interrupting. Mm-hmm. Get out of there. Get the fuck out of there, you know? Uh, now I was like... Immediately, I was like, I don't know what's going on, yeah. but here we go. Here we go. Again, it's another episode. And this is, I mean, I was going to say this was at a chaotic time for the Laugh Factory. When is it not? <laughs> it's literally never not complete and utter just bollocks up there. Anyways, I, clearly, I, I'm not bitter. <laughs> yeah. uh, and then he starts, he starts laying into me like, like, I'm in here as, like, a double agent. I'm sabotaging. Like, you can't just come in here. Who told you you could come in here? Why are you here? What are you doing? Very suspicious. Very, very accusatory. Very paranoid. Very, like, I'm in here to tear the laugh factory down from the inside. Is the vibe. And I was like, what are you talking about? I'm literally in here working using a camera recording something in a team no like what what is the issue here i only came in to help with the podcast enrique told me i could and what do you say and he was like no he didn't and i said yes he did and he's like well i'm gonna call him and i was like fucking call him please i literally was like please call him (laughs) like i'm i'm so you have no i'm like i've yeah i already quit I don't work for you anymore, yeah. old man. Yeah. I could give a fuck. Yeah. What, am I going to leave? I was going to leave anyway. Yeah. What, are you not going to pay me for this, like, one hour that I was here? Good. Suck my fucking balls. Yeah. So I was like, please call him. And I know I'm in the right, because I literally had explicit conversation. And then he called Enrique. He was like, oh, Calls? no, bling list. Yeah, Enrique was like, oh, no. Oh, there must have been a misunderstanding. Oh, God. Oh, yeah. No, I didn't mean it that way. I was like, wow. So now, now Jamie's like, told you. And I was like, and I was like, Jamie, why would anyone on the planet Earth come in and just start working for you for no reason? (laughs) Are you insane? Like, what kind of weirdo would I have to be to come in Against the rules. Yeah. Set up equipment for the podcast, yeah. which, by the way, Jamie, 
kind of a famous, important guy in there. The podcast is still recording. Yeah. Like, you're fucking it up. It's Frazier and Trejo in there. Yeah. And I was in there setting it up. Talk to Frazier. He fucking loves me. He likes having me on the podcast. He likes me being a part of the show. Yeah. <sighs> also, not... <laughs> I made it sound like it's Frazier from TV. <laughs> but anyways, it's it's like... Um, so yeah, so then I was like talking back to him. I was like, "You're you're insane, and you're accusing me of shit." You call him insane? Yeah. Oh, I was talking shit. Oh. I was like, "This is the reason, like, nothing ever gets done around here. You are a crazy person, and you're making your own company worse." You said that. I, I don't remember what I said, but I was talking a, as much shit as I had ever spoken in my entire life because I had it all pent up. For that like must three have felt years. pretty good. Oh, it felt so good. Yeah. I wish I had said more. Yeah. Because I was holding back a little bit. Yeah. It feels good to. I like, wish I'd recorded it. Oh, because I was I was so free. I was, yeah, I, I he was he kept yelling at me, and I was like, I don't care. I was like looking around at people. I was like, I don't give a fuck. Yeah, that's great. I love that. Oh, oh those. And moments. then I left. And then I left. And then I went downstairs, and there was like employees down there, and they're like, "What? What just happened?" And I was like, "He's a fucking." He's I'm insane. free. And then You're- I talked shit about him for another twenty minutes to them, and then I was like, "And now I'm out." I'm gone. I'm never coming you back. You drove off like Jesse and ended up Breaking Bad. And I already had another job. I was like, it's amazing. Yeah. Oh. And then so meanwhile, good. if you wanted to work with Laugh Factor, he won't remember. <laughs> he won't even. He, I bet he wouldn't even recognize me. So I love moments like that. Those are great. Those moments where you're like, like I look back at my life. For example. I was like, like the dynamic's different, buddy. We're equals yeah, now. Yeah. When people are your boss and then they're not. Oh, dude. I had this. My first job when I went to NYU. I don't think I've ever told this story before. Mm. It's not like it's so interesting. I went to NYU grad school for acting. Not a brat. But my cool. first job, I needed a job there, right? So, because um, it's expensive as fucking shit. So my job was to be a, uh, whatchamacallit, like a fucking, some, I was at a gym. I was at the NYU gym, and I was like in the weight room, like just as a monitor. Um, like you're working in there? Like working there, like helping people. How does the machine work? How do you live? You're being paid to work at the NYU gym? Yes. It okay. was like whatever the time. It was like, I don't know, like $12 an hour or something like that. Nice. And I would just I would do it like three hours before I did school. I'd get up at like seven in the morning or something. It's a good gig. Yeah, it wasn't bad. And so <clears throat> I was in the weight room and she saw that I was reading a book. And she was, you can't read a book in the weight room. What if someone's like, did bench press, they're dying and you fucking read, you're so engrossed in your fucking... Tom Clancy book or whatever. So I said, uh, I said, okay, fine. I, I go, and I asked to be transferred to the Nautilus room. Okay. The Nautilus room where there's no free weights. So you literally cannot hurt yourself unless you fall off a treadmill. Right? <laughs> okay. So I was reading in the Nautilus room. And she came in and she just started fucking yelling at me in front of people. For Da-da-da. reading? For reading in the Nautilus room. And I was like, but there's that, da, da, da. And then she fired me. And then I was like, fuck. I was kind of bummed about it that I got fired. And then I needed my check. And I did, it was like th- three weeks later to get my check. And I went down there. I went to the offices. I was like, hey, I'm here for my check. She's like, oh, well, well. I said, and I started fucking, lo- I said, give me my fucking check, you fucking bitch. Oh, my God. I just went off. I was fucking like John Malkovich style. Freaking out! Give yeah, me my, I'm not leaving till give it. Call the fucking cops, you dumb whore! I was going fucking. I've um, never cussed out a, uh, an employer before. I was so it felt so 
And I got my check and I left and I was like, that, I probably shouldn't have done that. But also it felt good. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it did feel good for sure. It happened another time where I was supposed to meet with a modeling agent. <laughs> and and I set up this appointment. It was like literally 845, like downtown Manhattan. I had to leave at like 7 in the morning to fucking like get down there with my portfolio and shit like that. And I never wanted to be a model, but I'd, I'd had modeling gigs for the years, random shit. Who hasn't? Yeah, everybody. So <laughs> I I went down there and this um, – I go, oh, yeah, I'm here for my appointment. I have my like little portfolio. But something like I had big-time photographers who had taken photos of me, like Stephen Mizell, stuff like that. And the so, nude. Uh, well, semi-nude. It was pretty fucking cut back in the day. Mm. Anyway, she goes – she walks off. She comes back. She goes, yeah, sorry, they're not doing appointments right now. Now, I had taken my day off, set this fucking portfolio, came all the way down for an appointment that was made. I said, no, I had an appointment. Yeah, no one remembers making the appointment with you. I go, someone made an appointment with me. He's like, sorry. I was like, okay. I just went past you. Excuse me, sir. Like they do in the movies. Yeah, where yeah, They go yeah. past the receptionist. Oh, I said, God. hey, I talked to someone Friday, and someone made an appointment with me, and I'm just kind of curious, like, why it's not being honored right now, because I took my time out of my day to come down here. Out of good faith. So who's the person who I talked to on Friday? I just want to know. Because this is Monday and I talked to him on Friday afternoon. And they're just like, oh, this guy is crazy. Like, yeah. And Security. then she goes, she goes, I'll, t- I goes, I'll take the appointment. This woman goes, oh, well, I guess I'll take the appointment. I go, were you the one I talked to? She's like, uh, maybe. I go, I go, why don't you just fucking say that you made the appointment if you want to? I go, don't treat people like that. It's fucking shitty that you treat people like that. Like they're they're, they're not worth anything. You waste someone's fucking time. Come all the way, goddamn! And I was yelling. And she goes, "You'll never make it in the industry if that's how you behave." I goes, "I don't want to make it in this fucking stupid vapid industry, you fucking cunt." <laughs> oh my god! Oh, I went fucking full Why? The ballistic. It's the theme. Oh, Every so good. Story has it. So good. And I just <laughs> took and I left again. No, and I felt really terrible at first, but then I don't. That, I do. I do. Terrible, it. and then you feel fuck good. the modeling industry. Fuck yeah. the modeling industry for sure, and yeah. everybody who fucking builds the hierarchy and bullshit bureaucracy yeah. of the modeling industry. I watched the movie. I watched <laughs> The Devil Wears Prada. Okay, for all I know, you cursed out Meryl Streep. I hope so. There's probably some. Oh, that's poor so good. Assistant. I just love that. I just, and then I had to, I had another moment where <sighs> I was um. I was in Texas. Oh, my God. I parked my car on a residential street. <laughs> yeah. Right? You were like, you were like, curse out. There's a stop. There's a stop Let's sign. I park here. Look, started. there's a stop sign right there, like 10, 10, 15, 10 feet away ahead of me. Okay. I'm getting out. A cop car calls. It goes, you're cl- too close to the stop sign. Oh, no. I'm like, oh, oh okay. <laughs> like I, and I'm like, I didn't know. I was like, I was like, okay, st- fine. The stakes of these stories just keep getting lower, lower and lower to the point where you're just like cursing out an old man on the street. <laughs> That's the guy in lawnmowers make too much noise. It's like, fuck you, you old man cunt. <laughs> so, gun. no, but this guy goes, he goes back. I go, okay, fine. And then he drives off. So I pull um, my car back like another 10 feet. Yeah. Because I'm thinking that's. I come back two hours later. I have an impound sticker on my car and a ticket for $200. Oh. And I'm going, I'm like, why do I have it? Because I, I, and it says the officer's name. Now, this is a small town in Texas. It's not like a city. So maybe you can't do this other places. So I call up the precinct. And I say, can I talk to Officer fucking Johnson, whatever it is? Oh, my God. <laughs> so he transferred me to Officer Johnson. 
I go, hey, I go, I was the guy in the car. I go, you, I go, not only did you give me a ticket for being too, because you're also, supposed to be, <laughs> you're supposed to be 30 feet from a stop sign. And mm-hmm. I was like 20 feet or yeah. 25 feet, mm-hmm. but you're supposed to be 30 feet. So I was like, why? I go, I get, you gave me a ticket. I go, why would you put an impound sticker? Why would you do that? I go, I don't understand. Like the combination of the two he goes, well, you didn't move back. I go, I moved my car. He goes, no, you didn't. I go. I moved my car 10 feet back after you told me. I didn't realize it had to be 30 feet. I think you're really nitpicking here. He's like, no, man, you would have done it. I said, I said, well, I'm going, I'm going to fight in court. He goes, I said, will you be there? He goes, yeah, I go, good. Because when you're there, I want you to suck my fucking balls. Oh, now, let me tell you something. Oh, my God. And then I hung. And he was like, what the fuck? And I hung up. <laughs> let me tell you something. Telling a policeman so to like suck your fucking balls is good. Yeah, that probably That's feels good. good old time. That's a good time. It, I, what was the time period where you could just call the cop? The amount of times I wish I could have called a this specific happened, This cop. happened like three months ago. What? How do you call a specific because cop and get it was him on a, the line? Because it was Texas. It's a small town. They had the name. I called the precinct and I go, "Can I talk to Officer Bubba Johnson?" They're like, "Okay." Tris, he picked up. I would Isn't love that fucking to bananas? have done that so many times. Oh, so good. I didn't even know that was an option. You could just call the specific person who fucked you over. I guess I, is their name on the ticket. Name was on. The no ticket. way you could do that in L.A. No way. I'm sure a big city. Hey, can I talk to Jim uh, Moore? Yeah. I, I have an axe to grind. Can you fucking, you know. And they're like, I just wanted to wish like, him a happy hi. birthday. <laughs> suck my fat, juicy, sweaty balls, you uh, dumb cunt. So, yeah, well, I'll see you, Court, where you can suck my fucking balls. Oh, what did you. My. Did you even go to court? So no. Good. Huh? Did you go to court? No. <laughs> he did. <laughs> he was there. <laughs> he was there with the Suck his balls. Oh yeah. He was there gargling listerine for your fat juicy balls. He's like, I'm gonna put tapioca. I'm gonna put fucking Tabasco oh. in there. Make his balls hurt. Rule um, of threes: you had to save the best for last. Mm-hmm. <laughs> You're like, I have 40 more stories where I call people cunts. Well, the other story that like makes me think about that is the one where I went Why on that date with that girl. Okay. No, no, I didn't call. I didn't call her c-word. You should have called the cop again. Uh, I call, I, but it was a similar thing. I t- I'm yeah. sure I told you the story where I take this girl out to dinner. She's like, oh, no, she'll take me to dinner, and I took her to dinner, and we go to this Let's jazz club in San Francisco. No, it's funny. Oh, okay. We go to this jazz club in San Francisco <laughs> called the Black Cat, nice. and we get there. They're like thirty dollars each admission. So now, you called the door <laughs> So I said, I said, I said, admissions for cunts. <laughs> you slapped no, him with your me, dick. Let me just say the fucking story, Tommy. Were you relaxed? Okay, Jesus I'm sorry. Christ. So I go, and I kind of look at her because she goes, she goes, she goes, I'll take you out tonight. I'll take you to this place. And I look over and she's like, and I go, okay, I go, I got it. I go, I go, but the rest of the night's on you. Because I... I'd driven to her. I picked her up. I drove her. I'd paid for lunch. I did all this stuff. And okay. I paid third. I left that on you. Okay, fair. So we go into and the- And then um, she gets to pick whatever she wants. So if she wants to go cheap, she can. So we go into the, the bottom restaurant. There's like a jazz singer. Mm. And she's ordering like lots of drinks and food. I'm like, she, she's also a lawyer at so Salesforce, which is like the biggest firm. She's a corporate lawyer. And you are a comedian. And I am a comedian. And I remind the- Audience, doing, how we are doing in the comedy doing chocolate world. Sundays in <laughs> Oakland that weekend. So I go, um, I go, cool. I go, uh, and she's, and she goes, I go, what do you want? I go, oh, I just want a red. And the only red they had was like a twenty-five dollar glass. And I go, oh, this twenty. She goes, don't worry about it. She says, don't worry about it. Yeah. Oh my I get God. one, and then, and then she's like, hey, help me drink my dude. Then she another one. 
and it's going pretty good. And uh-huh. we're kind of like touching, maybe making out a little bit. And at right. one point, she leans in and she goes, Do you want to fuck me? Oh my God. And I go, <laughs> I mean, first of all, what's the answer to that question? No, thank you. Well, first, let me, let me think about. No. I was, I was like, and I was kind of like, but I knew that that was being set up too. So I go, this, by the way, this all happened. This is true. Okay. I go, I go, yeah. And she goes, she goes, it's good to want something, isn't it? And then she like pulls back and just goes back to like her drink and eating. And I'm okay. like, oh, so she's doing a little cat and mouse thing, right? And then, oh, God. you know, she's doing this. Not like I'm like, oh, she wants it. I'm just like, she's playing some games with me, right? Sure. A little cunt and mouse. Just a little cunt and mouse. Oh, so God. I go. You're, you're the cunt in this scenario. So, like, we'd make out and then she'd push away. I'm like, uh, I, you know, I have Pilates tomorrow or something like that. I think she, I have to get early for Pilates. I can't. I was like, okay. So then at this point, she's right, like, yeah, so it's, it's good to want some. I'm like, okay. So she's making it very clear that we're not hanging out after. I go, that's fine. So she, the bill she, comes. She sounds drunk. I don't it think sounds she's like that drunk. Both. Okay, she's not that drunk. She's uh, just like this. She's just like that. Only just because I'm like, she's what kind of a weird... She's a lawyer, okay? Yeah, that sounds so, so the annoying. the check comes. Okay. And it you know, puts it on the table. Now, remember, when she'd asked me at dinner, I was like, I was like, are you oh, taking I'm, me out? I'm da, feeling da, da. a setup here. When I paid for the whole thing, to the whole thing. So the check I'm comes. I'm feeling an epic reversal and then she, coming. And I go... And she just looks at the check and looks at me, looks at the check and looks at me. I go, I go, oh, I go, you're not paying this? And she just kind of like looked at it and was like, and she said, she made some comment. It was like, um, I forget what it was. Some, some snippy little smart ass comment. And I said, I said, oh, okay, cool. I was like, all right, that's no problem. I said, I, I, I guess I go to the bathroom. <laughs> So I got up and I just fucking left. <laughs> and oh, I love that. <laughs> and, and so I, I go to the bathroom and I go upstairs. I, I walk out the door. <laughs> I'm going to my car on the street. She comes coming out of the door. This is literally what happened. She, <laughs> she, she goes, what the you. fuck? Are you serious? Are you fucking serious? I go, I go, yeah. I go, I go. What, I go, what do you want? He's like, come back here and pay for it. I was like, it's good to want something, isn't yes! it? Yes! Yes, that's what I wanted. <laughs> and I got in, and when I pulled... That's what when I, I wanted. Didn't drop a C-bomb. Yes! I, <laughs> it's an epic win! 100%. That's a win. Flawless victory. And I drove off, and I literally felt like Jesse then breaking yes! back. Like, te- like laughing, tears of joy. <laughs> <laughs> because... See, Tommy has a good payoff. That was a good one. All right. All right. It was a good one. Let me tell you something. Every man. The restraint, the finesse, <laughs> the execution, flawless. <laughs> Dismount. It was all fucking there. Oh, man. Oh, I, I have told that story on stage, and it's funny because, like, people, and I tell obviously with more jokes, but people do, like, you can tell some guys get feel that way at the end of the joke. They're just like, oh. I just fucking laughed. It's like, oh, man, how. Because I feel like there's so many times in my life, because of my weird people pleaser need to be liked, yeah. I will be like, oh man, this person's awful and they're shitty, but I'm going to pay, pay the pay bill, so I look it. like a gentleman, and it's you know, I'll walk away, and I'm like, have a good night, and I hug her goodbye. And I'm always like, like cause there are a lot of times women will, like this woman was clearly, she just, that's just how she behaves. That's how she behaves with people, with men. She's just like, fuck this guy. He's paying for me. I don't Somebody give a shit. Somebody had to fucking check her ass. Yeah. So I feel like 
I feel great about that choice. She wouldn't pay the bill, so she got played by Bill. <laughs> oh, let's go! Yeah, Tommy, you on fire today. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> yeah. Oh, um, yeah, that was my, that was one of my, so, so those moments where you get to like yell at your boss yeah, or yell at 30 figure, it's, it's, they're pretty far and few between. They are so worth it because in this life, I feel like you spend 95% of the time just feeling like you don't have that much control over your life and life yeah. is just happening to you. Yeah. And every once in a while you <laughs> happen to life. Yeah. Yeah. And that is why you just keep going because you're like another one of those days is going to come up. Yeah. And I'm going to get to do some dumb shit. And another and like this and this is, you know, the term thirsty. When you think mm-hmm. about thirsty, when okay. you're younger, you're thirstier. Maybe you're something older. a 21 pilots. And I was at age, you know, so th- so this this dates ha- it happened a while ago, but I'm in my I was in, in my 40s. Mhm. So you, you've been, I've been through a lot of bullshit, right? Hell yeah. If this had happened five years previous, I would be like, I can't believe I have to pay for this. And I would have just dropped my credit card and sucked right. it up and then be like, mm, that bitch, unfollow or whatever it is. Right. Um, but that, that night I was like, oh, she doesn't know me. I don't care about public scenes. She's about <laughs> she's about to know it. Yeah, yeah, that's true. She doesn't know me. I don't care. She doesn't she know my history at the modeling yell. agency. Nah, I don't give a shit. <laughs> she this ain't even registering on the Richter scale. Of You're film. gonna hate me. It's fine. <laughs> it's fine. Everyone, I banned from Black Cat. I'm totally fine with it. Believe me. Oh my god, it was so worth it. Oh yeah, that is good. Oh man. Anyway, so this was so. So what what else we gotta talk about, Tommy? You were. Uh, we were talking about. We want to talk about twenty one pilots. Then we just went off on a fucking um, on a, what on a else tangent. Is there? How much more time do we have? I know you have another. Guest. Uh, he's come back in a bit, but we got so so. You got a, a neck injury in jujitsu. Fuck, man. Yeah, this was my first scary injury where I was like, and funny, I was rolling with a black belt. Oh shit! And I think I was taking for granted a little bit that like he was so in control. That that like oh he would I would never get hurt rolling with a black belt only because he's so in control but I I kind of got off balance and I was kind of taking for granted and I was trying to fight something where and, were you were you on your back no I was trying to pass his guard and mm. I got swept and but he had control of both of my arms and legs on the and sweep. I didn't like turn my body right and I landed on my head like top of your head first kind of or side of your head yeah I kind of landed on the top of my head. What type of fucking sweep was that? Uh, it wasn't like I was fully standing. It was like I was crouching and fighting, and I kind of got dumped to the side. Oh, okay. And I landed, and it kind of So it like, doesn't sound like it was really his fault. He's doing a fair sweep. Or was it a little no, no, aggressive? No, no, I don't think he it was overly aggressive. I think it was slow and controlled, but I was just not... Yeah. I was not paying attention to the danger of that because I was kind of, you know... Yeah. I think I, think I approached rolling with the black belt in a different way where I was kind of like... Maybe even not turning my full brain on because I'm like I have zero chance. Yeah, yeah. So I'm just gonna. It's almost like a flow. So I'm gonna roll. try some dumb shit and then. But that's also how it should be too. When you're a white belt rolling yeah. black belt, it yeah. shouldn't be so, like. And I landed on my head and my neck was like. Ooh, it, it like cracked. I felt like I felt it like. Oh, you pinched a nerve. I Rude. definitely pinched a nerve, and I didn't feel anything. I was fine. I got. I bounced up and I was like, that was really scary, but. I seem to be okay. Yeah. And then like two days later, I was just kind of hopping around being me 
and it like triggered it. Oh shit! And I was like, "Oh shit! What the fuck?" And I like could barely move my neck. Yeah. For like several days, but I thought this was just like the return of like the normal kind of neck pain you might get from a jujitsu thing. But it was like like radiated down my back and my arm. Yeah. And also my ear kind of filled up, and I couldn't hear out of my right ear. It was very scary. Whoa. And then, but I didn't give a fuck. I just kept going to jujitsu. Like yeah. I sprayed some, I sprayed numbing cream <laughs> on my neck, and I just That'll kept, I just kept rolling. Yeah. And then, then I started to get slowly better, and then it like triggered it again, and then it was right back to how bad it was. Yeah. So I was like, damn, this is maybe serious. I did some research. Probably found out it was a pinched nerve. And then I took like solid two and a half weeks off and it got considerably better and then i rolled two days and then i got a teeny bit worse and then i took another week and a half off and now we're here and it's mostly better but for a solid two weeks i pretty much couldn't hear out of my right ear oh wow more than 30 percent. are you doing rehabilitation shit for your neck uh i've been going to the mall and getting like 20 dollar massages and I also yeah. went to a chiropractor one day. What you need to do is just build muscle in your neck. Definitely. Yeah, that's the main thing. Because there's so many muscles around your neck and around your vertebrae that like, so if one of them gets a little tweaked, the yeah. other ones will compensate. But if you don't have any of those others working, so it's good to do like those fucking, you know. I have a weak ostrich neck. Build that though. You can build a neck. Yeah, true. I've been going to the gym a little bit, but I need to go way more. But do some neck stuff. Like, maybe start sucking some dick. Maybe just start a little bit. Well, well there's, there's that. Here's, there's, there's, this actually helps a lot, this motion. Yeah, I've only been able to do this motion comfortably for the past, like, couple days. Yeah. But I was going to go back to jujitsu today. This is oh, my you first were? Day back. Okay, good. Because I do feel that I am 95% healed. Well, what John Donaher said when I was training there, John was like, he goes, you know, if you're going to be a black belt, you're going to have injuries that you can tell your grandkids about. And there's kind of truth of that. Like, if to get to the level of black belt, just know that at some point, you're going to have something fucked up or broken. Like, yeah. I broke it. The only thing I broke, broke, I was my toe during jujitsu. Mm. But, like, I've had all sorts of, like, you know, I, my back went out and I had to be, like, picked up and put in the back of a pickup truck and bring it to a doctor and get cortisone shots and holy fuck um that's just something like you gotta know that's part of the fucking deal i, gonna get I have up. recently learned that so now this is what separates the men from the boys in jiu-jitsu because some people oh i got injured and i just stopped and I get well blood. i'm getting that blue belt if i have to do you want tra- you want to train tomorrow 10 30 chris chris uh, i can't do 10 30 because i'm doing my weird uh, everyday therapy thing for okay. the for another week yeah but um, I would shit. be down. I would be down when I get done with that. Okay. Um, also, I'm doing. I I signed up at this gym, which is a very very cheap gym, but they give you one free PT class, and I'm doing boxing. Oh, nice. So I'm doing one day of boxing. Now, one thing I wanted to we, let's go. Let's fucking blah, 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 all the way back to the beginning. We Cut. start with Kid Cudi. He's a great actor. I just saw him in House Party. He steals mm-hmm. it, and then this movie called X. It's about people making a porn in the middle of the woods. Okay. He plays like a porn star. Fucking great. He's a great actor. So, which made me AI at some point. Well, which made me start thinking about the two biggest movies of the summer, Barbie and Oppenheimer. Haven't seen them. You haven't seen either of them. I want to go with someone, and my friend keeps fucking pushing it off. I want to go see Oppenheimer real bad. Your girl doesn't want to see Barbie. My girl's in New York. I'm gonna see Barbie when she comes back, probably. Yeah. Fuck. Scoobly doop. Scoobly doop. Doop doop. 
Uh, so we can't talk about it. In case the people listening to the podcast didn't hear the phone call, the reason that I made those insane noises was because I was imitating the ring. Yeah, I probably take that call in a bit. Um, but if you didn't know that, then I probably sounded crazy. Right damn, now. I thought we could talk about Bobby Oppenheimer, but we couldn't. Um, but I have been researching World War II, so I can talk your ear off about uh, <laughs> Oppenheimer. Oh, hmm? I've been trying to watch a lot of black movies recently. That's so funny that you're trying to like. Oh, this was not asked you. Now that you're dating black girl. Do you feel that when you walk down the street, you, like you notice black women more, just as like women? As, like I, I feel like when I'm dating, when I'm dating a black woman, I have been like, I'll walk down, I'll be at the mall, and the women that get my attention, that make me go, huh, usually black women. Yeah, because I mean, I would, like I would say I notice space. that, but I think you just tend to notice like who you're with. Yeah, like when I was dating different types of girls, I think it was a similar. And then there's a, kind of this unhealthy comparison thing you do sometimes where you're like, this seems to be like a similar looking version of the girl I'm with. So and then you kind of like play that game. I try, I try yeah. not to play that game. Yeah. Um, yeah, of course, I get that. But I don't know what that is. It's a weird thing where all of a sudden like you're like, oh, maybe it's because you think like, oh, maybe. You have this maybe- false sense of like, oh, well, if I could get her, I could probably get this. If my girl. girl's attracted to me, then this one's attracted You're to like, me, too. You're like, my my macking abilities are kind of tuned to this frequency right now, so yeah. maybe I would have a better chance. Yeah. But I think that might be only, like, 10% true. Also, <laughs> also, I mean, I know people don't want to really address it or whatever, but, like, and we talked about this before, but the interracial thing, it does add a little zhuzh. As just a little bit of judge. A li- yeah, like, I agree. A, a smidge of taboo. Just a smidge of taboo. Not a lot, but just enough to kind of be like, we're being a little fucking rebellious here. Yeah. I mean, that's crazy to think that in 2023, but it is still, when you see an interracial couple, although you see it in every commercial ever now, it's, it is still a little bit like, huh, interesting. Here's the thing. It's being presented a lot in media as the new norm, which I yeah. appreciate, but in it's the reality. No. Especially outside of a city like LA, it's it's pretty. It's not rare, but it's like one in six. Well, like, but that's I, still the extreme minority. When I'm at doing earthquakes show, and he knows that I've, you know, I just tell him I date. I only date black women because you know, gotta get me. Yeah. And earthquake <laughs> kind of goes. That's funny. That's a funny way to think about you. I like that. Um, <laughs> even if it's not true. Even if it's not true, but you know, there's there's there is truth. There is truth, Hi. right? Just a um, negative truth, just like comedy. He says. He said to all the other black men of podcast he goes he goes mm. he goes see what's ha- see what you black men are fucking up this white man's coming take taking our women right and i was like ha and he was like no i'm serious he's basically like you're with the and he he was like you, you're with her because you because these not because like you got all that you're with her because black men are fucking up and i was kind of oh, like as in as in, in any world a black women would choose a black man. But yes, they black want men to. Are that's what they want to. That's what they want to do. But that black men are not appreciating high quality black women, which is forcing so them to, to pursue them have to like go all the way down the bottom of the tone pole and which date a cracker. Which is the white man, <laughs> the cracker. Yeah, and that's like literally what they believe. And I'm right, not even right. hating on. It. I'm like, all right, I get it. Like that's what you think. That's fine. And if I say something mm. like, well, what about the fact that I fucking hold it down? Like, ah, oh, please, motherfucker. I'm like, all right. <laughs> <laughs> what the fact that I fucking hold it down? True. True. Maybe I can blow a back out. You ever consider that? Like, nah, man. Mm. You ain't blowing no back out. I'm like, mm-hmm. All right. All right. All right. 
I can blow that emotional back out. <laughs> I can I can hold it down emotionally. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> I'm very loyal. Yeah. That me on the podcast. What about the fact that I'm very loyal? And also, I feel kind. like your generation is like it's sort of and I can maybe it's that. more common now. Maybe it's more maybe it maybe it is it's a type definitely of thing like, more common. But I would like to see the numbers on that. Like, is it sort it's of like common enough where I don't think anyone would, ad- or most people, and I'm also in a very liberal city, right? Yes, would say anything. But it is um, <laughs> the people who say more than anyone is is other black people. When mm-hmm. they see I'm dating a black girl, they usually make a big deal out of it. When I was like, when, when I'm like, oh shit. When I I'm had like, my black girlfriend, it's, in, in high, it's kind of embarrassing. In high school, the, the other when they found out that I was dating because she was a cheerleader. Yeah, when they found out, Hell they stopped. Yeah. They stopped talking to me. Oh, yeah, damn. And it was weird. They're mad at you. Whatever it was, whatever, because she was she was hot, and they were and like she, into her. They wanted her, yeah, yeah. And they were like damn. this motherfucker. Like one of them, actually, the quarterback of the team, yeah. this guy named Ricky Marrow. He like called, he like called her and was like. Clearly, you must be in a tough spot if you're dating, dating Damn. Billy. <laughs> Damn. So like, and Ricky had like a fucking ten inch fucking hog. I would see it every day in the fucking gym. Hell yeah! So uh, good for him. I was like, he was just like had that BDE, and he was like, hey, come on. Obviously, well, obviously things are things are going bad because you're with this guy. You're with our second string receiver. Uh, so I'm presenting myself as an, option. As an she was alternative. Like, no. Damn. Hell um, yeah. But anyway, that's just because it's like he didn't even think it was like he probably didn't think it was disrespectful. He's like, "Oh, she's like, all right. Let me, guys, I'll take care of it." <laughs> hey, Kira. <laughs> I mean, one thing I will say is they're going to do whatever they want to do. Yeah, you know what I mean. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so uh, yeah, I think it's I think it's you f- present the hog. There, you know, if she likes you, she likes you. I do think it is it is interesting, and I don't mind it. But it's interesting that like no matter what, if you're dating someone. You're dating a girl. Let's say she's half white, half black. Mm-hmm. You have a child. That kid is black. Right. That kid dates another white person, have a kid. That kid's black. Like there's a certain level up where it's like- Up until the point. Up until I what is the point where they're no fucker black. I think that is like a old school slavery rule, which will be outdated at some point. Really? Yeah. Like the one drop rule. I don't know. I don't know if that's going to remain it, relevant it, in a hundred years. Isn't it crazy that like the sexual spectrum has so many different categories, and then for racial spectrums like white and black? Yeah, pretty weird. Yeah, but uh, it, it's obviously American U.S. culture is so tainted by the history of. Jim Crow and racism that that kind of stuff becomes a bigger deal. Yeah. And, uh, yeah. Yeah. I think that, uh, I, I think that I do think that the hope of the world is that we all just crossbreed and fucking fucking is definitely the best way to solve racism. Definitely the one that I'm pursuing. <laughs> <laughs> all right, Tommy. So what else is going on, man? Fuck man, what else is going on? I'm hurting my neck. Hurt your neck. Dating a beautiful Can't woman. You, dating a beautiful woman. Going she, to New York. She's really nice and cool. You're, you're at the point where you're going to have to kind of like. I'm not saying you have to propose to her. Damn, but if it's this, Bill. If it's this time next Chill. year, if it's this time next year, and you guys are just dating for real, 
You gotta fucking drop her fucking ring, bro. For real? Because that'd be what two years? Yeah, two years is when you when the fucking pressure starts. Damn. How old is she? How old is she? Fuck, she's about twenty six. All right, maybe maybe you can wait a year or two. But I'm telling you, dude, if she's twenty eight and she ain't got a ring, there's gonna be a problem. Mm. When they see, when they I see, I mean, if we hit four years, shit's gonna be. When Damn, you see dude. the next decade crap, you know, you, people always say, oh, 39's hard, 29's hard. No, 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 no. What's hard is 38 and 28. Those, that's where you're like, oh, shit. That's where you're like, I'm 28 oh, right I, now. I see it right there. I see 30 right there. That's when the pressure starts. All right. So good, man. Good for you. <laughs> and thanks, for, thanks for reminding me of that. Damn, dude. All my friends, all my friends are getting engaged. Really? They're all moving in with their girls. Not all, but. All the ones who have stayed with their girlfriend. Mm. And that's all my hometown friends and a considerable amount of my other friends. I would never. Even like my comedian uh, friends. That's crazy to me. Yeah. So many people get divorced. I think the pandemic spooked a lot of people. Oh, yeah. Kind of like, I don't know what's going to happen. And I got this. I got a woman, and she she's good to me. So, do you think this is a good joke? Okay. Um, <clears throat> I feel like COVID is a lot like uh, Kevin Spacey. Oh boy! Because <laughs> <laughs> every once in a while you're on phone, you're like, "This is back in the news, really? What? Oh, trying to make a comeback? Are we? Interesting. Good luck with that." Because honestly, because I feel it's okay, fine, it's not developed. <laughs> but basically, the idea is that, like, every okay. time, because you know, COVID's on the rise now. I don't know if you know that. Uh, COVID and Kevin Spacey. Wait, it's on the rise? Yeah, COVID is quote unquote back. Oh, it's back. And then Kevin Spacey just recently did something where he's like, oh, Kevin Spacey is going to be back in a new fucking movie, blah, blah, blah. And he actually just got cleared of his charges. Did you know this? By who? Well, he got cleared of some, I don't know, by a court. Some charges of, like, I don't know, sexual – whatever the misdemeanor felony charges or directorism regarding these allegations. He, they got he, dropped. He was dropped or Miraculously dropped. With probably lots of by money. By his agency. Yeah. So he's like, oh, but but I think he actually went to court. Yeah. I don't think it was one of these things where he he did, like – the Dalia move and like gave them a million dollars and goes like, oh yes, we uh we fucking it's all over. And like yeah, because you settled, you piece of shit. You didn't yeah, NDA. True. But he went. But Kevin Spacey went to court and he um won. He was exonerated for whatever the charges were against him. So now he's apparently making a back. So the idea is that like mm-hmm. when so they're in the news, you're like, why are they? Why are they? In the, why is this in the news? Yeah. And they're like, oh, I guess there's a comeback happening. I don't think so. Yeah. No, I not a good joke. Not a good joke. I never said it, but I thought about it. I mean, I don't. I haven't seen anything about Kevin Spacey in the news. So. Oh yeah, yeah. It's just the people. Well, no, I'm going to tell you. I know because I have someone I know who who got me tooed, and they always send me every fucking article whenever there's some sort of exoneration of a man. It's like, see, see, (laughs) and I'm like, yeah, I see, but you're still a piece of shit. Damn. Yeah, that's. I feel like that's part of this. But I also angry men on the internet. I also have to realize that like. Truth be told, if I got massively famous, mm-hmm. I mean, we can't pretend. I could sit there and we're like, there's no one would meet to me. There's nothing to meet to me about. But 
but there's enough of me calling women cunts, <laughs> right? <laughs> that like for sure, if D- someone had it enough in their of a thing, general bad vibe. <laughs> Jeez, thanks. <laughs> not no, not I just mean like there's enough people out there. Yeah, no. who are who are like rubbed the wrong way? Like it could be this. You burn too many bridges. Like every time you leave a place, <laughs> you're like, well, don't need this anymore. <laughs> <sighs> yeah, but that was also there was there was a time when you acted a certain. Well, first of all, I was drinking in right. my twenties and this early thirties. I was, was drinking. It was pre-internet, really. It was it was pre-social media. I think they should forgive you because you're Irish. Yeah. Oh, I'm sorry. I was drunk. But if, if, like, if I look back at my when I was like in my 30s, when I was drunk and all that shit in New York, yeah, I'm sure there's a woman there who I yelled at or I texted, "You fucking stupid bitch," or something like I that. I think anything you, di- I think all of these curse outs need to be put in the context of you were living in New York City, <laughs> because anything you say in New York City is okay. Like you can be like, "Fuck you, you dumb fucking idiot bitch." In New York City, it's different. Yeah. When you, because I'm hearing this all with my LA ears. Yeah. But in New York City, that's just how you say hello to each other. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like you end, like what you were really saying is, I'm having a tough day. I love you. Make it home safe. Right. But in New York City speak in that era. Yeah. You know? Yeah. So I do think sometimes, like, I wonder if that's something, something could be. And one time, I, uh, yeah, there's things like on Facebook, I got in a, Facebook kerfluffle. We try like troll. It's the shit where you Seven leave a huge ago. paper trail that I think is the dumbest. Then I think who's keeping a paper trail from like eight years ago? The internet. But how is this per? Okay, let's say I, I get- used to get into like political arguments on Facebook like a decade ago, and then I was like, "This makes <laughs> this me look stupid. bad and is here forever." Yes. Like, yeah. you ever get that Facebook memory of like fifteen years ago? You called your wife a bitch. You know, and I'm like, "Whoa, that's not great." God, can you just erase all digital trails? You I- can. I you should. should. I might have to do that. <laughs> you, you should delete your entire Twitter. <laughs> you should. Oh you yeah, should, you there's told an me app that. where you can just wipe your whole Twitter. You should send me that. Yeah. Because I would definitely get involved in like little things, and I think one time I told I called some woman ugly. Yeah, and I was I said something like, "Oh," and like in the grand scheme of things, that's very minor. But I said something like, "Oh," but like at least I put on like ten pounds of makeup to look like I'm female every day. Oh, I had no yeah. idea this person was trans. I had Jesus. no clue. Jesus, yeah, you Cause gotta was, delete that. Yeah, that's I was crazy. Like, oh shit! I was like, I had no idea. I was like, I had no idea. You were fucking t- and I was like, we're just Ugh. talking like optics. The yes. optics are horrendous. But the idea, but also because, the idea like, that if something does happen, that's when the people go down the rabbit hole of like, let's find everything he's ever said. Let's dig into the ten years ago thing. How can you find that stuff? With well, a word search, it's not even Isn't hard. Crazy? Delete it all. Delete it all. Tommy, can you do me a favor? I'm clean. I've I've been I'm like so cautious. Can you on deep the dive? Can you can you cuz you know computers and shit. Can you look to see if there's anything terrible out there on the web about me? I don't know how to even do that. Well, exactly. Cuz I don't not, know who the hell these fucking dummies going to psychopathic like terminally online Sherlock Holmes level no life to find that, but that person is out there and they'll get it done. God damn. But that's you, what, that's how I think about. It. That's why I'm terrified to. I mean, the idea that women see, save receipts, digital receipts of ten years ago, is fucking crazy to me. I think if you're like, hey, ten years ago, I'd be like, uh, I go five, I go three, two years ago, maybe I can find something. Yeah, but yeah. Anyway, moving forward. Anyways, I'm making it sound worse than it is. Whatever. <laughs> 
But to get to that level of fame, there's going to be an AI to robot get canceled. in two years that combs through your entire yeah. history and finds something to take you out. To, to get that level of famous, where you need to like really curate that, is mm-hmm. like five levels above where I'm at right now. A solid five levels. Also, I think we are in a little bit of a post cancel culture. Really? A little bit, yeah. What do you mean with people? What about Lizzo? <laughs> yeah Lizzo is like 9-11 for big black girls But Just give it a month no, Oh I know I know Nobody cares I know nobody ca- Here, Here's the thing and you Nobody know, cares You know this is true I don't care at all You know you know this is true Hold on yeah. Now maybe Maybe not with Jonathan Majors Because that shit apparently was Goes really deep Really? Well you know the Jonathan Majors shit right? No I don't know that shit You know who he is correct? I do know him yeah Great actor Very good actor Um I like that you tempered it a little. Great, very good actor. Anyway, um, <laughs> I yeah, don't want to repeat it. <laughs> but he's good. Anyway, he's a good actor. Um, it was obviously clearly blowing the fuck up. Totally. Kang Creed. I mean, fucking. I've Great. never seen anyone fucking jump like this. He's guy. the new guy. Um, he had got police came because he hit his girlfriend or something like that. Mm. And Sheesh. then the next day. I knew for whatever reason happened, she says she says oh it's misunderstanding I, oh, I it was okay. my fault she's like it was my fault I was trying to grab his phone he got uh, he just took phone I don't want any harm to come to him it, Ooh, clearly something because she's the one to call the place and she retracted and then like oh he'll be okay and then like fucking twenty women came out and mm. men came out who knew him because I think he went to like the real drama school or but people who knew him from like the acting scene from back in the day were like. This motherfucker, this, this, I mean, this white stage manager was like, this guy is a fucking evil tyrant. He's been beating women and oh. everybody knows it. Oh, He's been doing no. it for years and I'm, and it, I'm amazed it took this long to be found yeah, out. Damn. And then, then they start talking to FBI. So like that dude is fucking canceled, canceled. Like when that dude is Donzo I meant like mean tweets. I didn't mean like beating women. Beating women, <laughs> that and rightfully so is still... That'll do it. That'll do it. Yeah, That'll you can. You it. can never. You can never hit serial beating women. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, come on. So now you're going to unless see. unless you're Dana White, head of the UFC. Then you it's almost like if you go to if you go on um, ah. Amazon Prime mm-hmm. and you look at the store or the movies that you can buy for like four ninety nine or five ninety nine on the Amazon Star, it's just littered with people who have been who are kind of famous and got canceled. It's like. Emil Hirsch, uh, fucking Tom Sizemore. I mean, he's dead now. But like Bruce Willis, all these fucking people that were like at the top, of, like Mel Gibson, and then now Jonathan Majors. You're gonna see this shitty independent film for four ninety nine. It's gonna be Jonathan Majors, Dolph Lundgren, fucking some a couple other jamooks who were kind of big deals, and they became persona non grata in Hollywood. And that's the whole fucking carousel. It's just that's, that's all it is. Pretty fucked up. Yeah. Anyway, Tommy. I'm going to start my new appointment. But the lesson, um, the lesson is: be a good and decent human being. End conversations by saying, uh, "Oh fuck, what was the line?" <laughs> end conversations by saying, <laughs> "End conversations by saying, uh, it's good to want things <laughs> instead of by calling people cunts." I love that. And uh, yeah, that's it. All right, man.
Everything's all good. Thanks for coming, guys. Thanks for listening. Have a good day. Bye-bye.